0: Grand. shall we move on to science? Wrap up. Wrap up. I like it. I
1: don't think it was intentional. Absolutely wasn't. I don't think it was.
0: (laughs) But um, there you go. Rob found it. Here we go then. The warmest of festive greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching, where we help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen for your children to become amazing and successful human beings. I'm storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me this week is...
1: I'm Bex and um, I'm a Key Stage 2 teacher from a two-form entry primary school in Cambridgeshire and I also help with initial teacher training as well.
2: Hi, I'm Rob. Uh, I'm also a Key Stage 2 teacher and I've worked with Year 5 and 6 as well as Year 4 and Year 3.
3: Abby Marison. I'm Education Programme Manager at Festival Bridge.
2: And today we
0: are exploring learning outcomes in science with this week's Christmas folktale from the Middle East. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website epictales.co.uk for Come On Little Camel. There you can stream a video of me and the little camel telling the story for your children. And if you sign up as an epic educator, you can also get a copy as an ebook or paperback illustrated by the remarkable download the full audiobook anytime and even pick up some tips for telling the story yourself. Right now, though, let's, I suppose, finish, um, I want to say wrap up now, <laughs> our discussion. <laughs> you should say it, you should say it. <laughs> uh, With Rob, Abby and Bex here as we turn to the science uh, in this story. And, well, Rob, since you threw me off there, you can start. <laughs> okay, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> start with the uh, science. is
1: a
2: punishment, Rob. I've got one science element and I've also got a science-ish based Cracker joke as well. Oh, okay. Uh, which would you like best? <laughs> uh, let...
1: I feel so unprepared. <laughs>
2: <laughs> let's, let's finish with the joke.
0: We'll, we'll put that right at the very end. Okay, uh, so okay. we leave on a high.
2: <laughs> yes, potentially. You, we'll wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> Science. I would want my class to be like the Magi. I would want them to be studying the stars, which kind of links to what Abby was saying with the maths. But what do we know about stars? Mm. What are they? What do we know about the other bodies in the sky? How do we classify them? Do a whole a space project? Which stars would they've been looking at? Which hemisphere are they in? Yeah. Where? Yeah, very good point. Oh, yeah, a whole load of science based on that. Would they have seen rockets going past? Would they have seen shooting stars? um Would Halley's comet—probably not called Halley's comet—but would Halley's comet have flown past whilst they were out? What names did people give the constellations at the time? Did they use the ancient Greek names? Did they use the Roman names? Look at the names of the planets. You could then link it to some music with the planet suite as well and think about the characterization of the planets through the music and things like that. So again, you could build up fact files, you could do a display, you could do non-chronological reports, you could do all kinds of interesting it would be more research based than actual practical activity i guess with stars it's a bit hard to science budgets don't generally go that far but Mm, um, although
0: you can get some wonderful software can't you that will show you what the night sky is wherever you are you'll see if we can uh, put some of those software names in the resources to go with this podcast because they're really fantastic some of those
2: is there one of those? There's a Google Sky Map, I think, isn't there? Is there? Oh, okay. Possibly, but on Google Maps as well, you could, or on Google Earth, you can look at the Moon and Mars as well. I think. Uh-huh. So they've mapped using photographs, obviously, but they've mapped them, so you can start looking at what the surface of the Moon looks like from the mm. safety of your classroom. Grand.
0: While we uh, wait in anticipation for the the stunning cracker to end (laughs) the show, let's uh, move down the score to the early Key Stage 2, ages 7 to 9, Bex, what science did you find?
1: Well, um, linking into the kind of like the idea of looking at the night sky and keeping it Elsie's chin up. The other thing I thought about is it's worth looking at local observatories if you're going to go down the star route. Because like Cambridge University Observatory allowed children to go um, after like after hours mm-hmm. obviously you need to get parents permission don't just take them if you're still working from home or homeschooling that might be a really good opportunity that you could use to go and actually look at the night sky um at one yeah. of your local observatories um but I was also thinking about light that's one of the themes of the science curriculum so mm. and in year three and year four they're looking at particularly about reflected light and I thought obviously the moment in the story where um Elsie arrives in Bethlehem and then can then see the footprints being reflected from the star so looking at like how how, do, how does how is light reflected? Um why is it reflected? So kind of looking at um how you can stop it, how you can make it more obvious, and mm. obviously like looking at how the fact you need light to be able to see and light being the absence of darkness. So like talking and that could link maybe back to even RRE discussions and actually yeah. what's the importance of light um in other faiths as well. So you've got lots and lots of opportunities but I was really thinking light is a really key topic and I'm sure that um every year group has a bit of light in it so years one and two and three and four and five and six have a bit of light and how your eye see how your eye helps you to be able to see and how light's reflected into your eyes so there's so much you can do with light and shadows and so that would be really interesting and the second part of the kind of science curriculum that I think this story really lends itself to is is the study of plants oh yes because we've got the cactuses which obviously distract Mm -hmm. Elsie so they might distract some of our other children but just really thinking about the children need to know about the functions of plants not as a distraction but actually their the actual functions and they also need to um Look at the function of different parts of plants, So obviously a cactus is is made in a very different way to like a rose because of the places they grow in and so the, fu- mm. the um so looking at which parts of the plants have to work harder dependent on where they're um where they're growing, and they also have to look at how a plant can there are things a plant needs to grow so I was thinking it'd be a great experiment could we grow a cactus in our classroom like do we have the right conditions to make it grow what would we need to add in would we need to add like a little greenhouse or a solar light linking back to the light that we were just talking about Mm -hmm. Um, and also they have to learn about water being transported through plants and I thought it'd be really interesting to look at the cactus and how that holds and transports its water. As well, so uh, lots and yeah. lots of opportunities with a cactus. Who knew there were that many links for a cactus? <laughs> no the, wonder they were distracting for Elsie because they were so fascinating. You see, that's what
0: absolutely that's why to go down the light
1: route and then look at the cactuses as a real focus for that to develop the children's understanding of plants.
0: There's some good links there between um, cactuses and camels, I think, because they're they're both adapted yes. to the particular environment, aren't they? Sorry, Abby, you were going to say.
3: I was just going to say that's exactly where I went for Key Stage 1 as well. So for your science programmes of study, it really does build on uh, and develop through the year groups, the young people's understanding of plants and animals. Hmm. And um, as we explored earlier in the week, if you wanted to do something on nonfiction report writing, you'd have to do some research into habitats. So for animals, you'd, you'd need to think about what they eat, where they live. But just as Beck said, you know, identifying plants. So what is unique about a cactus? Where is its leaves? What, where is the stem? Where are the roots? All of the things that, you know, taking it right back to to when you first introduce you Key Stage 1 and early years, young children to a plant. It is a living thing. What are the the features, the key features of it? Yeah. yeah so uh, I would take it down the same route. I, I would really focus on the plants and animals in the story.
0: Beautiful. And you know what, Bex, you're taken out of context. You've made a very philosophical point there about how there is light in every year group. I would love to end on that, but of course, we have Rob's That's cracker true.
2: joke. <laughs> he has to bring it down the tone, he, has to, he <laughs> Go on then, Rob, what, what is it? Uh, what do you get if you eat Christmas decorations?
1: Tinselitis.
2: Tinselitis. Oh.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Nicely usurped there, Becky. <laughs> I knew
1: that one, I was determined to. Have-
0: <laughs> well thank you ever so much to all of you for all the wonderful ideas you brought they've been wonderful christmas treats to our listeners i'm sure great to have you here for the epic christmas party Woo! Woo! That's all we have time for today, folks. And indeed, this story. And indeed, this term. We'll be back in the new year with an Ethiopian folktale to help keep us warm. In the meantime, if you try out any of these ideas, or if you'd like us to help you teach a topic you're soon to cover with your young learners, let us know on social media using at Teach Happily, or leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us. Start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can enjoy effective and lifelong learning. What a Christmas present that would be. Right now, though, it only remains for us to say Cheerio, and we wish you Merry Christmas, so... Cheerio,
1: Cheerio. and And we wish you Merry Christmas. Christmas!